1: Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Friday co-host, Matt Sheehan, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're talking everything that went on in the Big Ten this week. We've had previews all week long. Going to take a day off to recap all the stuff that we missed over the week. Plenty to talk about. Nebraska under investigation in football. The Big Ten thinking about realigning with the ACC and the Big 12, was it? Or Pac-12? I, anyway, we'll talk about all of it here. It's Locked On Big Ten here to finish up the week. Matt, let's start by asking you, what did you think was the biggest news out of the Big Ten this week? Because there are a whole lot of really big picture things happening as we start to focus in on individual teams and things on our show.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, the conference news is massive, obviously, but at the same time, I'm just I'm just kind of tired of it. <laughs> so, obviously, the, uh, the, the sex appeal of the Nebraska stuff going on That stuck out to me a little more. Now, is it like the the craziest thing in the entire world? No, I I can name, you know, worse things for a football program to do. But at the same time, like, you got to appreciate the irony that, yeah, Nebraska is being brought down for these allegations of, I guess, what, cheating, for lack of a better term. And they're still not really producing incredible seasons by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, it was prime for the picking of uh, Internet jokes when that all came out. So I, I, I got to give the Nebraska news uh, first place here for story of the week in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, there's been a little bit of stuff just leaking out, but it doesn't seem like Nebraska's violations were all that severe. It doesn't look like there's no. anything with like recruiting or anything like that, but it, it still puts that kind of asterisk on Scott Frost and this program for the moment at least. What do you think this means for Nebraska? It's a hard thing to predict without knowing much, though.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I don't imagine this could do much. Maybe it gets some, uh, another reason to maybe speed up the Scott Frost hot seat process. I, I imagine this doesn't help things in that regard. But, yeah, as to what the fallout's going to be, I, just like you said, it, it, they weren't the craziest allocations. It's not like what was going on at Arizona State where you're having, like, you know, recruiting events in a definite down period with COVID. And look what's happening at Arizona State. I not not much they're still gonna have their season like her is still there so like I what will happen at Nebraska hey it, it, it was a lot of fun this week it was a, it was a really fun story but I, if I'm a huskers fan I, I don't think I'm sweating too much over this I, I'm I, I'm doing okay if, if if I'm a Nebraska guy if anything ends up coming of this
1: no matter how severe or minor or whatever it is I mean yeah. can we expect it anytime soon?
0: Oh, if it's the NCAA that I know, if, if it's the one that I've grown up following, uh, I would expect something by like 2037 maybe um, when Nebraska plays in the Pac-80 or, or whatever it's going to be called by the time conference realigns three times by then. But no, I soon in the NCAA, I have an incredibly hard time believing that. Incredibly hard time believing that. Watch it actually be the one time that they actually do move quickly and they're, they're stricken down over the weekend. Well, we'll see what ends
1: up happening with Nebraska on that front, and we can talk more about that as the show gets started. But you mentioned the conference realignment side of this too, Matt, and the Big Ten had its name in those stories this week as well, earlier this week. In fact, I believe it was even over the weekend that the story broke. There were talks apparently between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 to come together to form some sort of super conference, whatever it is that they would put together, to try to challenge what the SEC is doing here. I think it's an idea that we hadn't really thought of just because it's kind Mm -hmm. of all really big scale. The wildest stuff we had heard on this show was like bringing USC and Notre Dame. But that seems to be maybe the best idea I've heard as to how to challenge whatever SEC wants to do. Because right now it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, what anybody else does individually. The SEC is going to be able to stay on top no matter what. If everyone comes together, maybe not But it's also a long way from actually happening. It's a big conversation, Matt. I'm confused and wondering where you want to start with it.
0: I know. it does make sense for those three conferences to team up, right? Because I think the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, those combined equals the strength of the SEC. I I know that a lot of people get up in arms like, oh, there's such an SEC bias. Everyone thinks the SEC is all this and that. I, I kind of subscribe to that. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Call me insane, but, I mean, and it's very clear that they're, you know, just picking out whatever team they want to join their conference. Texas and Oklahoma jumped ship at, at the first chance they could when the SEC approached them. So, yeah, would I be freaking out if I'm a flag director or a commissioner of one of these conferences? Of, of course I would be. I, yeah, like, who's to say Ohio State wouldn't leave tomorrow if they were asked to go to the SEC? It, it is a complete wagon going on down there in, in that part of the country. So, yeah, I think it's their only choice is to form some form of alliance, just to try to balance it with with the SEC. I'm I'm a little teeter-totter because right now, yeah, SEC is so high and beyond everyone, especially with Texas and Oklahoma. It's like, yeah, it's time time to team up here and realizing that just us as a conference singular might not work for much longer. And I think especially, too, with how secret this whole Texas and Oklahoma thing was, too. That has got to leave a lot of athletic directors and commissioners paranoid beyond belief that this thing was in the works for months and they had no idea until like a little news story just drops on twitter it's like oh oh that's funny wow okay that's that's great so I, yeah it's it's time to start aligning here with uh with each other well the other option is to do nothing
1: And I think that that is exactly what the Big Ten's plan is until its hand is forced here. Because even with all the football money out there, the Big Ten still has the most money-making, revenue-making schools. It has the biggest kind of, I'm trying to find the right word, budget out of any conference in all of sports, including the SEC. The Big Ten makes more money every single season because it does both the basketball and the football really, really well. So until it's put in a situation where it could have its hand forced, where it says, okay, Ohio State and Michigan are going to leave or something like that. Mm. I don't see a reason for the Big Ten to do anything. Yeah, the SEC is getting bigger and tougher and stronger, but at least for right now, it's not hurting us, and there's no reason for me as a Big Ten school to try and lift up everything in the Pac-12 every September through December.
0: Yeah, no, and that's fair. I I guess it's just the the paranoia aspect, though, and just how... Fast, it all happened for Texas and Oklahoma. Granted, yeah, like the, the Big Ten is a little different than the Big 12 in the sense that it's very top heavy over there as far as brands, especially. Like it's Texas, Oklahoma. Okay. And then, like, no one else. The like Big Ten, yeah, you got Ohio State, you got Michigan, you got, and then it's Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, probably in the second tier. um Illinois or Indiana, if you want to throw them in as well. It's, it's a little more balanced in the Big Ten. So, yeah. I, it, it, it's not going to keep me up throughout the entire night, but I would certainly lose a few hours of sleep if I was like Kevin Warren just because I who, – who knows? I, I'll, I'll say like for the 80th time, I would I'd just be shook at knowing how like under the radar the whole Texas and Oklahoma thing felt. It's like who, who are really your friends here and who are really your enemies? You got to sleep with one eye open here uh, these, these days as a college administrator.
1: That's definitely playing a part and it's something I want to touch on more exactly is this aspect this kind of factor of the idea that these guys are kind of going against each other in all of this while also trying to figure out how to work together to make something work. But we'll discuss all that here in just a little bit again here on a Friday show we're kind of taking a break from the previews to give you a recap of everything you may have missed over the week. Also later on with Matt. We'll get into a bit of some of those opening betting lines for the first week of Big Ten football season as well. Talk about who you could make some money on early this season. It's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten, here to tell you a little bit more about Bilt Bar, helping you get the show here today. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. They have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than five net grams of carbs and five grams of sugars as well. It's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler, but great flavor too. Built Bar has 100% chocolate in every single bar, and these things taste outstanding. People are loving the new Grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the mint brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today, and we thank you, Built Bar. Welcome back to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. We're here with Matt Stan our Friday co-host, to talk about everything that went down in the Big Ten this week. We've chatted a little bit about some of the news, but as you know, if you're familiar with Big Ten, Matt's our betting guy as well, who likes to talk oh, a yeah. lot with us oh, on yeah. the show, did a whole lot with Ben Stevens, but has not been on that game as much with us But we're getting into the thick of things now, Matt. We've got games. We've got lines. And the first week of the Big Ten season is just a couple of weeks away. How have you been keeping yourself warmed up as you've gone through this offseason? Do you bet on baseball, soccer, basketball, Mm -hmm. stuff like that?
0: Yeah, big into golf, too. I won a Kevin Kisner bet last weekend. Ooh, but uh, no. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm all high and mighty this summer. I I went maybe – like two for 48 in the Olympics. So I got all the losses of me. I'm ready for just for just win after win after win this college football season. I think that's how it works, right? It, it, law of averages. It, it all bounces out eventually. Surely that's how it works in gambling. So I'm, I'm ready. You, you are. You're due. Yeah. And at
1: some point, wow. it, it becomes well, a bit of a skill losing that much, too. Law of averages would say it's very hard
0: to do yeah. lose
1: as much as you did. You're very Open. special better you have there, Matt.
0: I, I defied the odds, yeah. But you know what? I got up every single time. I, I got off the mat all 48 times to continually lose money. But, yeah, that's, uh, hey, that's, that's, that's part of the fun. That's the spirit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, sure? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. All right. Well,
1: let's talk some lines here, Matt. As we get into the first week of the season, we've done team totals for overs and unders, I believe, already. I think that was something, actually, I came on with Ben Stevens to talk about when those first came Uh, out from Bet Online. But right now, we're getting into this just first week of the season. Our first look at getting bets on individual games. And to be quite honest, the Big Ten has an awesome slate of first-week games in 2021. They have treated these fans that are coming back well right off the bat. And we'll start with the first game of that season. Illinois is a six and a half point favorite over Nebraska at home. And we talked about it. Wow, what an exciting one to start off the year. It's awesome. It's awesome. I think
0: underdog, Illinois is at home. That, um, okay, I was going to say that if, that if that's really the line. Okay, <laughs> God, it's so an underdog. Got it, got it. I was about to take out a bank loan and put it all on a <laughs> Nebraska getting six and a half. But no, even giving six and a half, I, I don't hate that for them. I, I think, like, listen, we, we all have our Nebraska jokes. Hell, I made one in the top of the show here. I, I think and God, I, I fall down this trap all the time, It's just like, what happened last year? Like, I saw some positive things at the end of last season for Nebraska. I like the quarterback play coming in this year as well. So, yeah, I, and I don't really have necessarily any reason to have faith in Brett Bulema, especially this early in his tenure at Illinois. I, I, I'm going to have to go with uh Scott Frost, who sees that seat warming up a little bit here in week one. So, yeah, I, I like Huskers minus six and a half. Why not? God, what a – what an awesome game, too, just like you're saying. Like, we're here, we are just like teaming for college football, and they just throw us Nebraska, Illinois here, enjoy it. <laughs> you suckers will take anything and watch it and like it. So, <laughs> and, and I will, and I will. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking. we will. We will enjoy yeah. it. Well, love- it is yeah. a
1: bit of a tough game. I mean, Illinois is a team where we're just kind of trying to figure it out what exactly yeah. that's going to be at all this season. Well, Nebraska, right. you mentioned Adrian Martinez is an intriguing kind of guy, is a betting prospect at quarterback. You know, he has that. Yeah. Ability with his feet to explode so you know he's going to be fun to watch be fun to bet on too if i'm putting my money anywhere it's going to be on nebraska but it this game it's kind of a point where it's just so early in the season and i do have a rule where you, you don't bet on games with two bad teams and i think this is a game Ooh. of two bad teams or at the very least two not good teams Yeah. And so i'm keeping my money away in general but if
0: i need a side i'm going nebraska no doubt that's a good rule. That's not a fun rule, but that's a smart rule. That is a financially responsible rule. So, one that I will not follow this year, but that's, that's a good one to hold on to. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I guess I don't always follow it either, but uh, I. Everyone yeah. yeah, breaks, breaks it, actually. It out. Out. Yeah.
1: When I convenient, I'll bring it out. And right here, it's convenient for me to not want to bet Perfect, on Graph yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Let's move on to Thursday, September 2nd, the week after. So that game happens in technically week zero, August 28th on that Saturday. That Thursday after we have two games, one not so big. Rutgers is a 14-point favorite at home against Temple. But then Minnesota, a 14-point underdog at home opening against Ohio State. And the Buckeyes, let's start there. Seems like a lot of points for a Minnesota team that won 10 games just two years ago to be giving up. But this is Ohio State, and Minnesota did go three and four last season yeah.
0: without looking really good at times. I know, I know, and it's what we talked about last week too. It's like how much of that was COVID, you know, three and four. Like Minnesota had a very wonky year, especially to start the season. Like they were essentially playing frat guys on defense, they were just going up and down frat row looking for anyone to put a jersey on and play. It seemed like. But, yeah, two years ago, 10 wins, Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback. Then again, like their whole roster probably has the same talent level of a, a, a smaller you know, NFL team. I, 14 is a lot of points, but I don't think it's enough for Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State tr- turns the Jets on, and they beat them by like 28 points in week one. They're, they're here to, to set a tone and to set a tone early in conference play. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to hand out the 14 points. Yeah.
1: Yeah, everything motivationally says go with Minnesota. This game's right. in Minneapolis. Yeah. Minnesota has something to prove. It's been yeah. circling this game forever. It's the first time they're going to have fans in that stadium since that 10-win season. So
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: plenty of reasons to think that Minnesota's going to be able to come out of the gates fire and hot. But y- you understand who they're going up against in that first week of the season in the Buckeyes. As far yeah. as making mistakes off the bat, like I talked about with Iowa and, or Illinois and Nebraska, that might be a sloppy game. Those first game adjustments are going to be much smaller for Ohio State to try and make over Minnesota. So it's just going to have to be a much cleaner first game of the season for Minnesota to try and cover that spread. And I don't see the Gophers being able to play that clean of a game off the bat. I would love to see this game week seven, week eight of the season. Week one is a bit of a robbery, if you ask me. I feel like Ohio State's going to get away with something here.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, any other program in the nation, save for, like, five, you could wonder, oh, is the new quarterback going to change things? Like, well, when has that ever mattered for Ohio State, <laughs> like, in the last, like, 10, 15 years, breaking into a new quarterback? Like, it's just n- next man up. It's it's a factory over there. So, I, no, I'm not going to take too much stock in that. Really quick, though, I, I like Rutgers minus 14 a lot, by the way. Um, just throwing that out there. I, I think Shiano was unfortunately doing a great job in Piscataway. And, uh, yeah, Temple, well, they don't have the quarterback because now – He's at Michigan State. He transferred here. So uh, they're, they're starting to uh, ground up from a new quarterback. And that's one of the programs where I think breaking in a new quarterback actually does matter over there in Temple. So, yeah, lay the points on Rockers, baby. Lay them. Hand them up.
1: Just looking down the line here, uh, last of what will be four Big Ten games before the first Saturday of week one in college football. Michigan State's at Northwestern on Friday, September 3rd, a late one at 9 p.m. over in Evanston, Northwestern right now three and a half point favorites over a Spartans team that's trying to figure out a whole lot of stuff on its side of the ball too. Kind of like Ohio State, they just don't have the wins to kind of back
0: it up. That's a fascinating game. And three and a half, I think that's moved down three full points. It opened up at six and a half for Northwestern. So that's intriguing as well. They just named their quarterback Hunter Johnson, who I wouldn't be necessarily inspired by after watching him two years ago. But then again, I also don't want to jinx anything. So I'm going to stop talking right there. But Northwestern is, I think, if not last, they're second to last in Division I football for returning productivity. Like, they lost so many players last year. So, yeah, MSU is breaking in a lot of new faces, a lot of new transfers, new quarterback. (laughs) So are the Wildcats, though. So it's going to be a very intriguing game. What stands out to me the most, take Michigan State plus three and a half. But even beyond that take the under. I think the under is at like 38 or 38 and a half or something, like somewhere in the ballpark of, of high thirties. That's going to have to get down to like 25 for me to consider betting the over. This is going to be a grimy game. It's going to be disgusting. You're going to hate every minute of it, but if you bet the under, you, you might like the outcome there in your bankroll. So that's, that's my best piece of advice for that one.
1: Uh, it is, as I'm just doing a quick scroll up and down, the lowest over-under that I see on the weekend. But it has gone up right now, at least on betonline.ag, to uh, an over-under of 45 points. So even better for you with what you're oh saying.
0: Oh my God, I'm taking out every single bank loan I possibly can tomorrow. Oh, no, smash, hammering the under. Hammering the under. Oh, responsibly, though. Responsible loans. Bet
1: responsible. You can do it responsibly with code locked on at betonline.ag. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. Nice. Company right, man. on to Saturday to one of the biggest over-unders, or, uh, yeah, biggest over-unders of the entire weekend. Michigan is a 17-point favorite against Western Michigan, but that over-under right now is at 67 points. They're saying the Wolverines and Broncos will
0: put on a show. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's, that is, I, okay, okay. You know I mean, what? got to be thinking, it's got to be thinking just a steamrolling by Michigan. I I guess yeah, but I didn't think their offense was going to be that high powered this year. Hey, you know maybe I'm wrong. You know what? I do have a rule of thumb: is if if something looks really wonky to me, always take that side. Like 66, that seems like a lot of points. There's no way they're going to get to that. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over in that game because it just that makes I'm shocked. That makes no sense. But okay, do each team get to play with like 15 players on offense? That's intriguing. Okay, yeah, I'm taking the over in that one. That's wow. Wow, that's a fun fact. Nice find there. Jesus. That's what we got again.
1: Sixty-seven on that game. The seventeen points, Michigan Western Michigan. I mean, you do what you want with that. If, if you
0: think Michigan's going to, be I won't there. touch that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going to touch the spread at all. But wow, well, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll take the over, and it'll be at least fun to watch. You know, it's it's like a Pac-12 after dark vibes right there. Just first team to to forty. Good times. All right,
1: let's try and uh, get through the rest of these real quick here. Sure. Any thoughts on either Purdue hosting Oregon State, Purdue minus seven, or Illinois in that second game of their season? Uh, actually, a six-and-a-half-point favorite to UTSA.
0: I get to those ones quickly because we got a couple big ones to finish on. I'm sorry. I have no thoughts on Purdue minus seven. I, I'm going to need to see something on them before I bet them again and Oregon State. They are the West Coast version of Purdue football. Like, I they show flashes every once in a while, but too too volatile for me. Yeah, sure, Illinois. Yeah, I'll I'll pick you guys minus six and a half. Why not? I'm a I'm a Big Ten man. So yeah, go get them, go get them, Bert.
1: There we go. There we go. Company man. Appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to the big games. On Saturday, September 4th at noon, Wisconsin and Penn State. Wisconsin, a a four-and-a-half point favorite at home right now on BetOnline.ag over the Nittany Lions. It's a big game, obviously, and you can make the arguments for either side. Where are you at on this spread?
0: It's it's at Madison. It's at Wisconsin. Is that right? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Four-and-a-half that
1: the Badgers are getting
0: at Wisconsin or giving in Wisconsin. I'm going to have to lay down those four and a half and, and take the Badgers here. I, you know, Graham Mertz uh, comes back healthy. Uh, Penn State, kind of a weird year. Yes, I'm kind of being a hypocrite because I talked about Nebraska's upward trajectory at the end of the year, but I'm just going to not even count Penn State's. It's going to be a one-unit bet for me. Like I'm not going to do a lot, but I, I will sprinkle a little bit on Wisconsin just because I love the idea that, hey, we get to see the Graham Mertz show again, and it's at Madison. I, that's... Uh, it's such a scary place to play. Whenever Michigan State goes there, I feel like just horrible things happen. So I just have bad memories of- attached to Camp Randall. So g- g- yeah, give me the Badgers. Give me the Badgers.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting spot because you got the two teams on each side of this conference that are both kind of looking for a bounce back, but also yeah. have like the expectations of the bounce back too. Like these, there's like six or seven teams in the Big Ten that are saying, "Oh, we're going to be fine. We're going to get back to 2019 yeah. form this year." But there's only like two or three that are actually being predicted to do so in that conference as well. And Wisconsin and Penn State are those two. I'm Wisconsin too. I just feel like this team is more ready for it. I feel like that defense on Wisconsin is just all around together, has played more together and has a little bit more to it to be able to be ready for the start of the season. And, of mm-hmm. course, the fact that, that game's at home helps a lot for the Badgers as well. So I'm able to give the Badgers four and a half points there or take four and a half points from the Badgers and not feel too bad about it. Moving on to the other big game of the day at 3.30 p.m. It's Indiana and Iowa. And, again, I believe these are Eastern time, uh, time zone starts that we're listing off. It's three and a half points in favor of the Hawkeyes at home mm-hmm. against Indiana and the Hoosiers. Both teams, again, with really high expectations this
0: season. Wow. That's a tough line. I, I don't know if I'm going to be touching that at all. I, I, you know what? Who am I kidding? It's week one. I'm going to be betting on every single game, but this is probably another smaller one. It's just a one unit bet. But I I kind of like the Hoosiers here just because of who they return in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Of course, it goes without saying that Iowa, yeah, they're going to have stout offensive line play as well. But I I don't know. I, I, I don't think what happened at Indiana last year was necessarily a fluke. I just hope that we can get Healthy quarterback play from both teams because this, it's I I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch in general. I mean that's you don't get to say that a lot between these two teams, Indiana and Iowa. But hey, in the year of our lore, two thousand twenty-one, this it, this will be a good one to watch. That's a nice little three thirty kickoff game right there. What?
1: I would just say if you're someone who's into this betting stuff and likes to watch the way the money goes and these lines move. I'd want to know how the smart money is betting this game. Because the popular money you know is going to go to Indiana. Hoosiers are hyped up. They've got the playmakers, Ty Fry, Vogel, Michael Penix Jr. (laughs) People are going to see three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road and think, oh, the Hoosiers are only not favored because they're not the home team. They're going to be able to come in this first. We can get that money. You know that the public's going to go toward the Hoosiers. I'd be very interested to do that research and see – Where is that smart money going? Is it pushing that way as well, or is there some pull coming back over to the Iowa side? And if it ends up being that way, I might have to end up putting my money on that Hawkeye side as well. Just looking at it from point blank, I want to say Hoosiers, too. I like Indiana. I think this is an evenly enough matched game that taking the points is just the smart move wherever they are. But mm-hmm. I would definitely want to know as we get closer to game time, where is that money going? Where is that line shifting? Because I'd be very interested to see where exactly the smart people think this game's going to go. Because I feel like I know where everybody, yeah. the general public, is going to want to put their money.
0: No, that, that's a great strategy. Yeah, because I, I think I'm falling into the same trap too of like, oh, they they're just you know underdogs because they're on the road, and I'm going to outsmart them. But yeah, maybe boring. Sure, of course, yeah. They're going to hand it up, score their seventeen points that they always do at Kinnick, and uh, yeah, make it a low-scoring game. But it's hey, maybe that works though. 17-14, fourteen. You're still covering. You don't have to win this game if you're Indiana. You just got to keep it close, baby. Good teams win. Great teams cover. So let's let's remember that throughout the season.
1: Yeah, well, we know that it's going to be really fun to watch, even if it's not going to result in a whole bunch of money for us or anybody else. Play with us, fade us, do whatever you want. We're going to talk more about lines and chorus and everything with Matt and anybody else who wants to as the season starts up. But Matt, thank you for giving us a quick little preview of what we'll have here this season today. And also, going over everything that happened this week in the Big Ten. We're going to continue these previews next week, but I, I'm i realizing that I didn't quite get to as much of the big, big stuff as I should have. So we'll try and find that balance within our half hour every day as we move forward. Matt, thanks again for talking to us. You can hear him on the Locked On Spartans podcast every day of the week.
0: And where else can the people find you, Matt? If you want to yell at me about my horrible picks throughout the season, <laughs> Shehan underscore sports on Twitter. Fade me. I just... Yeah, just so I'm not responsible, and you guys don't get angry at me. Yeah, I am at Nate with
1: sports. The show is at Locked On Big Ten. That's Big One Zero. Matt show is at On Spartans on Twitter. Follow all of us, and of course, subscribe, rate five stars, everything that you do on wherever you're listening to your podcasts right now to help out the show. We'll be back next week with more Big Ten news, more team previews, everything you need leading up to this big college football season. Which, as we're talking about here is creeping up on us closer oh, and yeah. closer. Next Saturday, we've got our first game with that Nebraska-Illinois matchup. We'll be, of course, looking forward to that and everything else next week on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.ag is the place to go for any of your online sportsbook needs. The baseball season is back underway. The NBA Finals are wrapping up, and of course, I know you're already looking at some of those football futures for the fall as well. Whatever your need may be, as far as sports betting goes, betonline.ag can help you make your money. Head on over to betonline.ag right now for all the best lines, all the news you need to make sure you're up to date before you put those bets in, and we'll get you some free money to start out with too. If you go to betonline.ag right now and use our promo code On you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on top of whatever you put into your account that first time you put money in, just add it on for free. Thanks to the people over at BetOnline. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.